0: You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hey, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Anthony Cashman, and this is our weekly look at the Kansas City Royals. We are joined by Jeffrey Flanagan, and we're talking about the second place Royals, Jeffrey, because the Indians just can't lose a game right now. (laughs) Uh, Take me to the mentality of of the Royals clubhouse. Obviously not accustomed to to playing from behind uh, this late in the season, uh, given the way last year went, but... uh, but yeah, what's their thought process right now? Well, I think the thought process is that at some point the Indians will actually have
1: to lose a game. I mean, I don't think they can run the table from here. But uh, very impressed with them. They have, I mean, they have been the last couple of years. I mean, they really thought that uh, the Indians would do what they're doing this year, last year. So um, they're not surprised at all by what they're doing. But pretty focused on their own business right here. They've, you know, been kind of a peak and valley team. Um, they did, you know lose two in a row to the, to the Astros and two to the Mets, so, you know, you have that four-game slide, and now they've kind of straightened out, won a couple in a row. That's just kind of the way the season's been. You know, they, they win eight in a row, they lose eight in a row, and um, right now just kind of battling for some consistency.
0: Uh, peaks and valleys sums it up with Kendry's uh, Morales this year. Much of the year was a valley, let's be honest, and then uh, he's certainly in a peak now. Uh, four hits in Monday's win over the Cardinals, two homers in Sunday's win over the Astros. He's got hits in eight of his last 12 at bats going into Tuesday's play. What has gotten into this guy after the way he started the season? Well, to be honest, um, I think
1: we've talked about this before. Uh, when he was, you know, when the results weren't there earlier in the year, uh, his exit velocity was still pretty high on the team. Um, and he was hitting a lot of rockets right at people and a lot of rockets right into the ship. And, so, I mean, his numbers were awful, and uh, it, it looked really bad. But now you see some balls starting to drop in. Of course, you had the home runs. But, like, last night, he hit two-line drives that, you know, just got over the shift in right field. Uh, he hit a ground ball to the left side of the infield through the open space. Um, hit a fly ball that the wind kind of took and in and, and the opposite field and went off the wall. So, you know, some of it's bad luck. Some of it was bad hitting. But, you know, now he's getting some good fortune, um, he's kind of changed a couple things in his stance. He's get, trying to get more back loaded uh, so he has a proper weight shift, and uh, you're seeing him drive the ball a little bit more. But, uh, you know, to be honest, I, I don't see a drastic change in him from what he's doing now than what he did two months ago. I just think the balls are starting to drop in.
0: All right. So before we recorded, I mentioned the rotation, and I just obviously I'm watching from afar, and it just seems to me it, it's had trouble getting traction uh, this season, and, you know, obviously. It, it stands out when it, when uh, Volquez has an outing like he had the other day. Yeah. Um, but you pointed out that the rotation's probably been better than most people realize. Um, you know, a couple of those jarring uh it's it, it's it's overall the it's it had some a little bit of traction here the last couple of weeks. Yeah, they had a streak right before those those
1: horrible hiccups against the Astros where they had 11 straight starts uh, with a with an ERA of about something like 2.88 or something like that, which will really play in the American League. And uh, and then, of course, you have, you have Eddie's start where he, he, he knew in the bullpen. He said, you know, he told Dave Island, the pitching coach, he said, I've, I've got nothing. i got absolutely nothing. The ball's not moving. And Dave said something like, well, maybe when you get to the real mound, you know, something will happen. And it didn't. I mean, the, the Astros just pounded him, just rockets everywhere. And, and the very next night, uh, you know, Chris Young experienced the same thing. Uh, So you have those two horrible starts, but then you come back and get a terrific start from Ian Kennedy on Sunday, probably his best outing of the year. Uh, Arguably Danny Duffy's best outing of the year last night. Uh, So basically 13 out of 15 starts have been very, very good. Just two really bad ones that, you know, jack up the the team ERA. But uh, I think Ned Yost and the staff feel like they're finally getting a little bit of consistency out of the rotation. And, uh, you know, if Eddie can bounce back and Chris Young can bounce back, uh, who knows? They might, uh, and with with Morales in the lineup uh, getting hot and Gordo back, uh, they might, uh, might look like the the world champions
0: of last year. And that Volquez outing was so bad, you almost, uh, I mean, you almost just totally toss it out as a total uh, outlier. One of the, one of the worst starts in history, frankly. A minus twelve game score, which I did not think was possible. He had twelve runs and eight hits. But you know, Jeffrey, if you toss out that outing, and I'm sure he'd like to. He still has a 5.18 ERA and four June starts, but one of those four starts was an outstanding one against the Indians uh, tossed in the middle there. So um, it, it's just kind of a, a weird month for, for Volquez. What do you make of, uh, you know, you, you kind of juxtapose that start against the Tribe against what's gone on in his other outings. Yeah,
1: I mean, to, to be honest, you know, that's a good point, a fair point, because Eddie has not been the pitcher he was last year. It's, it's been a little puzzling. He'll he'll toss in a really good-looking start and then, you know, a couple of below-mediocre ones and and then, you know, obviously the worst start we've seen in a long time. And and the funny thing about that start was there wasn't one softly hit ball. There were no bloopers. I mean, they were just like batting practice rockets all over the field. So you know uh, he just uh, didn't have anything on his fastball. His sinker wasn't working. Everything was drifting over the middle of the plate. Uh, But if you know Eddie, Eddie just kind of he really did just kind of laugh it off afterward. He goes, hey, this, this stuff happens in the big leagues. I've seen it before. Uh, watch me. I'll bounce back the next start. And, you know, he's a hard guy to doubt after what he did last year in the regular season and, of course, the World Series. So, uh, But uh, they, they'd certainly like, uh, you know, he's been kind of considered their ace, their so to speak, uh, since last year. And, and they'd really like to see him, you know, throw together four or five consistently really good starts.
0: Uh, Paulo Orlando, you know, he kind of joked, he got this opportunity early in the year and was on fire at the plate and kind of joked, you know, greatest hitter in Royals history and whatnot. And you expect it to kind of level off, but he's hitting over 400 in the second half of June, so not exactly leveling off the way people might have thought. And he'd be vying for the batting title if he qualified. I think he'd need to keep up uh, you know, his current production and and playing time for another 40, 50 games to, to qualify for the batting title, but... Um, boy, this has been a, an unexpected source of consistency for this offense. Yeah, and actually, I talked to him about
1: that last night. As a matter of fact, and um, actually, what we've calculated is that somewhere, either around the All Star break or right after the All Star break, he'll have caught up with enough plate appearances that he'll he can be listed. And if he okay. keeps hitting like he is right now, I think he's at three fifty-five or something like that. I mean, can you imagine him actually showing up on top of the? Leaderboard for the batting <laughs> titles. I mean, who would have thunk that? Uh, and I asked him, I said, have you, "Have you ever hit like this before in your life? I mean, winter league, minor leagues, anywhere?" And he said, "No, this is just uh, uh, a new thing for me." And I, I, you know, he doesn't want to jinx, jinx it. He kept knocking on wood, but uh, um, you know, some of it's just a lot of hard work too. He he has really gotten into the video part of uh, hitting and and uh, studies of uh, for an hour or two uh, each game about the, the opposing pitcher where they where they play him. Um, so it, it's not just, you know, just total talent-wise. I mean, he's also really uh, studying the mental aspect of it. And what he does very well is, even when he's having an off night, he can, in that last at bat, you know, line a single up the middle or something like that. So instead seven zero for 4, that could turn into an 0 for 16 or whatever. You know, he's got a hit. And he's able to do that. So, um, and, and not cheap hits. I mean, he hits line drives all over the place. He use, uses the whole field. Um, he's got some pop. Obviously, you've seen his speed. You know, he he was Mr. Triples last year, and, and so he can really fly. And it's been a great addition uh, for their lineup. Uh, that was the right field hole at the beginning of the year, and uh, I'd say he's filled it pretty admirably.
0: Uh, Alex Gordon returned to the lineup this past week, uh, put right in the two-hole. Uh, traditionally, that's the best spot in the order. Uh, his batting is ed- his career. Now, batting average, on-base percentage, batting average is 342, on-base percentage of 421, and slugging percentage of 532. Uh, those are all his best at, at any particular position in the batting order. So, uh, I, you know, it's kind of an obvious question why they would make that move. But, uh, you know, Gordon was not going particularly well at the plate before he got hurt. So that was still a, a great show of confidence on Ned Yost's part to put him back there when he gets back in the last.
1: Yeah, and the flip side of that, too, is they moved Esky to the number eight spot, which is is, career-wise, that's where he hits the best, and he has been hitting well since he went to the eight spot. It's been a few games now, of course, but, you know, Gordo, you you mentioned he was struggling before before he got hurt, and he he certainly was, I think, a 2.11 average, but, you know, he came back and hit a home run, and uh, he's had, you know, some hits, uh, didn't particularly look great last night, but uh, what he told me, too, was that with the time off, he started to, like, uh, approach his mental aspect as well, and he thought he was getting a little bit too mechanical uh, with his hitting approach, and he wanted to be more of a, more athletic in the box, is what he told me. So uh, that worked in his rehab stint. You know, I think he hit uh, close to 400 in his rehab stint, and uh, we, we we saw him, you know, bust out of the gate right away with a home run uh, his first game back. And uh, it'd be interesting to just follow him the next few weeks to see if that new approach uh, can get him back on track. Because if he does. You know, you get a pretty deep lineup now with with him in the the two spot, Uh, Morales hitting, you know, out of the six spot. Um, It looks a lot more like the team that they
0: were last year. All right, there's the latest from Jeffrey Flanagan. I want to thank him for joining us, and thank you all for tuning in. This has been MLB.com Extras, Kansas City Royals edition.